Hey there, it's time for another episode of On Target Talks, the podcast all about the nitty gritty in digital marketing. From SEO to social media, from paid spends to trends, we've got you covered. And if you want to keep up with our On Target team, follow us on social media at On Target Digital via Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Welcome to another episode of On Target Talks. Today I'm here with Shelby, and we're going to be discussing why you shouldn't just do SEO and then just stop or forget it. Yeah, we're uh, we're here to to be your reminder that SEO is not a set it and forget it kind of thing. Do you remember, Rick, that there used to be like a an old TV ad that would always play it like. You know, set it and two, forget it. Two a.m. But it was a it was a cooker. It was a, I always it, wanted one of those. Right, things. but it the whole tagline was set, set it, it and forget yeah. it. That would have been a great. You know, wonder if they named it SEO right. machine. I can't remember <laughs> the name, but uh, yeah, I always wanted one of those. Yeah. Um, never got one. But it, there is no toggle switch on your website. Like, yeah, I'm I'm running SEO. Um, a lot of people feel that way, and, and we've had clients come to us and say, can you just do some title tags and stuff on my website and SEO it, and then they go away and disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of things going on there. I mean, one aspect, Google's algorithm, they do like, a lot of people don't know this, from five to 600 updates a year. Uh, a lot of them are minor changes, but... Uh, there have been a few major ones, Yeah, they though. do do major ones yeah. every few years, and it really upsets things. So if you're not, like, keen to that, you're going to fall behind your competitors. Um, but And they're, honestly, they're probably due for another major upgrade. So I'm trying to think when the last, right. the last one was, what, four years it ago? It seems like at least four years ago. So Google, something's coming down the pike. I just wonder what it's going to be. I hope it just throws everything a, a <laughs> wrench in everything. <laughs> so that so that SEO Journal and all those guys just rewrite have to rewrite all of their guides and all of their uh, <laughs> blog articles. But normally, when the um, normally when Google changes something, because Google is the kind of the litmus test it for is. everything, and Bing typically follows suit. Um, not all the time, but it'll follow after, and other search engines will follow Google accordingly. But when Google decides that they're going to change the algorithm, people talk about it for a good year on how to apply it, what it means, how it affects their website. What they think it means. What they think it means. they're not going to tell you what it no, means too much. Google never, <clears throat> never fully explains what's going on. Uh, it's up to SEO practitioners like Rick to kind of interpret it and see how it works, and then everyone pulls their data together and goes from there. But, yeah, and you had a good example of having to rewrite, you know, all the SEO mods and all them. When they do an update, it's the content staying current with what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect example because that's ultimately what SEO is, and it goes back to you, Shelby, the content person. Yeah, the only really comfortable way to... um, I guess future proof is a little too hopeful, but to give your website the best chance is to just put yourself in the shoes of the people searching and not in the bots. You know, don't try and do bot driven content, but like use keywords naturally. Say, hey, if I am someone who is looking for this, what would they search for? What would get them to my content? 
and then really use that as like a foundational level. But there are some things on the back end that people can do to be proactive. So Rick, what are the things that you, you know, would advise people against or advise them to do? I would, I would advise them against letting anything set and forget because your website gets old, uh, the software gets old, everything needs monitored. I mean, a lot, I, I know some guy that has a website, I'm in this business and I, you don't want to work with your friends too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, his site, he has a site and he hasn't touched it in years and it keeps breaking and I, I just wash my hands and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, if you, you run your tests on your website one year, two years from now, it, it needs checked again. It needs checked a lot more often than that. But, um, I would, I would say if you're a WordPress site, make sure you're, you keep your plugins updated. Um, make sure your host or whoever's hosting your site uh, gives you an option to update your PHP. A lot of them have older boxes nowadays and you're not able to update it. Then your option would be to move your site. Um, some other things you can do back there. And I, I want to kind of expound on what you just said about... Um kind of the tech side of things and like why site speed matters because a lot of people don't realize that Google um, weighs that into consideration when they rank for what shows up on what page is that if you have a slow site, Google sees that as a poor user experience because like the average person won't wait any longer than three seconds for a site to fully load. And so Google knowing that is going to prioritize the faster sites. Absolutely. Um, and so no matter how great your your keywords are on a particular page or no matter how great the content is. Your H1 tags. Your H1 tags. You've got all of your headers structured. Like Google won't care if it takes you 20 seconds Ex to load that. Then all of your work is null and void. Yeah, you know? well said. It shows you that a lot of people get locked into that keyword idea and frame uh, and don't realize the other aspects of SEO. Right. Well, um, we were talking before we started recording this podcast about how like over a decade ago you could do all these black hat tricks. They're called black hat SEO. And Rick and I are constantly surprised that these companies are still around. They are. They are still around. Shelby, They're, you met one personal I not did, long ago. Not too long ago. But there are still companies, ladies and gentlemen, that swear that the tactics that have been used for the better part of a decade will be infallible and can be applied to businesses. And that should be a red flag to any business looking for an SEO partner. If someone says, we have decades of experience doing the same thing, and that's in relation to SEO. That's a red flag. That's a huge red flag <laughs> because Google does not operate <clears throat> the same way it did even seven years ago. No. No. And what school do these guys go to to learn right. stuff? I have no I idea. Mean, I always, I honestly feel bad. I'm like, guys, you, you're so out of touch that you're still marketing people on things that no longer work. But some of those black hat tricks that maybe you need to be aware of would be um, hidden linking, um, kind of link farming would be another one. Yeah, um, adding content to your site that has nothing to do with your industry adding, just to get links from another site. Exactly. Um, Hidden keywords within like CSS um, right. or or design text 
Um, these are all things that Google is smart enough now to penalize people for. Um, so, I mean, if you want to get banned from ever possibly advertising on Google uh, or you want to be on the back half of uh, search results, then sure, go for it. Um, but if you don't want to be banned by Google and you want the opportunity to advertise with them, we would highly advise not to do these not things. to hire them. So. And, um, ba back to the back end, I know where when you said about having this podcast, setting it and forgetting it. As soon as you said that, I, I pictured somebody getting the Yoast plug-in, turning <laughs> yeah. it on, and, and saying, you know, I got SEO. Mm -hmm. The great thing about Yoast, it does do some things automatically, but for the most part, you do need to go in, you choose the keywords. Yoast isn't going to choose your keywords for you, and, and content needs to be an ongoing process, and you need to have a plan around um, creating that. And even that, there are some keywords that I'm always surprised how many people just assume that the keywords in their industry won't change. Exactly. And, and that's something that like a lot of clients, when we ask clients, we're just like, do you have any new keywords for us? Maybe we've been working with them for a year or two. We're just like, has anything changed? Anything need to be accounted for? So many people are like, what? We need to, we need to look for new things. And I'm like, if you're in the healthcare industry, oh, if you like your industry is constantly changing, if you're in uh, travel, tourism, your industry is constantly changing. What people are searching for, um, or to like to get to your business is changing, and those need to be reflected in keyword searches. Absolutely, a good example of that would be like a dentist has this new procedure new fancy dancy laser procedure makes your teeth white as snow and people are going to start looking for that well you need to be where those uh, your customers are looking so you need to create content around new procedures new th things in your industry and only you guys know that only you industry owners or business owners would know that you know you got to help your seo company out and if you don't have an seo company then that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. Or it should be. We hope it is. <laughs> we hope it is. This podcast is brought to you by Pure Grind Coffee. If you're a hustler, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a creator, you name it, this is the coffee for you. It's amazing. It's rich. It keeps us all jacked up here at On Target. So visit puregrindcoffee.com. It's a monthly subscription product that you're going to freaking love. Well, let me go on to say one of the reasons why somebody might set their SEO and I forget is a business owner does it himself and he loves being found under a specific keyword. Hmm. And regardless of the fact of the customer probably doesn't type anything similar to that in there. But a lot we've had clients just just check on one keyword because that's what he wants to be found under. Uh, that's that's never a good sign because you're you need to be agile when you're when you're uh, doing SEO you need to see where the industry's at where to what keywords should you write on next uh, this coming up month mm -hmm. and something similar and as you as a content creator Shelby how, how do you do research around that for sure I mean if if there is something that a client is just absolutely zoned in on and won't budge on, then I will 
do some research just to see what the search volume is. And I'll normally tell them, hey, so I'll write a piece of content that has this, what is called a vanity keyword in it. Um, but just so you know, here's how little the volume is around it. How are we going to strategically use this? And so a lot of times, um, a good thing to do is pair vanity keywords with a much higher search term. So if there's like a new uh, product that you're launching that you want that brand name to kind of go out into the ether, out into the search engine, try and get some traction, pair it with the functionality of whatever it is. So to stick with Rick's dental thing, if you've got this new dental whitening procedure and you have named it like Everclean, then pair the term Everclean with dental whitening or professional mm -hmm. whitening or something like that. Make that the overall key term that you're going with and not just specifically that hyper-specific, only people associated with your business phrase. Mm -hmm. You know, no, something that they example. would know. That's a good example. So as you can hopefully get from this podcast, the set and forget it with SEO, when you do your keywords and all that, yeah, may, maybe some people have done that instead of forget it, but there's so many aspects of SEO that if you're doing it correctly, there's no way you could set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. It's ongoing content creation, software updates, keeping up with Google's algorithm, seeing what's trending in your industry, all those will help you stay above your competitors. We really just want to try and equip everybody who comes to the on-target team with a robust SEO um, platform. Uh, give them, we just want to give you guys the best chance that we can. Um, because at the end of the day, Google's algorithm isn't made by people in suits that are trying to push buttons and who aren't connected to what people are doing. Google's algorithm is affected by how users use it and find what they're looking for. So if you are putting your content consistently in front of the people who want your stuff, then you're gonna understand um, Google's algorithm updates a lot easier than someone who is just hasn't looked at how people are searching for their key terms for like a decade, you know? Right, right, no. That's, that's a great point, Shelby, and that's a, that's a good one to end this episode on. All right. Well, with that, uh, it's been Rick and Shelby. Don't forget to follow us on social media. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our handle is at ontargetdigital, um, or just go to the On Target Digital Marketing website. You can find all of our handles there. Until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for listening to another great episode of On Target Talks. We hope you enjoyed our insightful takes as well as our team members' banter. Again, follow us at On Target Digital on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you.